Hey, y'all. What's up? It is your girl, Christ-led diva. Hey, y'all. It's Yvonne. How are you guys doing today? We are so happy to be with you guys for episode number four. Now, I'm going to stop counting the episodes after episode number four because I'm a loose track, okay? So yeah. after today, I won't be denouncing what episode we are. Y'all just going to know, okay? Because y'all following us now on all the major podcast platforms. That would be um, Apple, um, Amazon, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Um, what, what other ones are we on, Yvonne? I mean, you, you kind of hit all the major ones. Um, so by this time, though, they should be following us. And all you have to do is search us in, um, in whatever uh, podcast platform that you're on and come join the ride with us. Yes, <laughs> it has been. And you guys are definitely in for a treat today because we're going to do things a little different today. And just know that we're going to shake things up. So you never know what we're going to talk about each week. So you definitely want to follow us on all the major platforms, even on the little smaller rinky dink platforms, uh, Anchor, Anchor FM. Um, I can't think of the other smaller ones, but follow us there because you do not want to miss any of what we have to share. Um, before we get started uh, in today's episode, I, of course, want to thank all of our followers, all of our listeners, all of those that have given us, you know, positive feedback uh, that you guys have uh, told us you're enjoying what you're hearing as far as the content that we're sharing, the wisdom that we're sharing, the scriptures that we're sharing. So that's all very encouraging. So shout out to all of our listeners, all of our audience. I'm telling you, there's so much more to come anything you want to add to that no i'm excited for what you know how we're going to venture off into new avenues and things like that um it's only the beginning um Mm -hmm. like you know the word we just heard tonight is going to be so many levels to this and um we just want to do the work of the lord that's all we're all, all we're doing it's not about us getting the glory we always do this if we can save marriages give insight encouragement um, you know, we're just doing this all for the work of the Lord. So Amen. the praise isn't on us, the praise is on Lord, the spotlight's on Jesus. Yes, um, hallelujah. Because that's that's how we that's how we live our life too, you guys. You know, we don't that's just how we roll. This is how we roll. <laughs> we roll. We have a good yes. time with some crazy Christian girls, you know. Let me get a bumper sticker. This crazy Christian girl. No. <laughs> oh Lord. I'm driving behind her, like, let me move over to the next lane. <laughs> No, but just because you love the Lord, that does not mean you have to be stuffy and so reserved. Oh, you know? yes. As long as you have the love for Jesus in your heart and you're coming from a good place, he wants us to enjoy, you know, the, this, this, the earth and stuff while we're here, you know, enjoy the, the fruits of our labor that he's given us the resources to enjoy this life. So. Yeah. Yes. And we want to have the joy of the Lord within us as Christians. Nobody wants to be around a stuffy Christian. I know I sure don't. I don't want to be around a stuffy religious Christian. I want uh, to be around a Christian that uh, truly loves the Lord. You can see it with their life. Uh, They have joy. Uh, they have laughter. They have peace. They have understanding. They don't have judgment against others. You know? Yes. And, and of course, as Christians, we're supposed to, you know, hold ourselves to a different standard to what the secular world is, right? Of course, mm-hmm. you know. Yep, absolutely. Um, 
but to show each other grace and not judgment. And instead yeah. of tearing me down, help build me up, give me encouragement, Amen. help me in my, my flaws that you see, you know, like, don't just talk about me behind my back, lift me up, you know, Amen. Amen and to that's that. just what it is. Yeah, that's what it is. I tell my son all the time, don't let people kick you in your face and you already know they ain't no good. Mm-mm. My son yeah. is moving around now. He does not have time. And yeah. that's the thing. It's like, we don't have time for people to um, play these games with our lives. We just don't. So Yeah, and there, it is possible to correct in love, meaning that um, I always tell my sissy or whatever, that if you see me acting out of character, if you yeah. see me backsliding, going back to doing the things that I was doing when I was in the world, knowing how I've been living my life since I've been following Christ, if you're seeing a change in my behavior, if you love me, you will, as the Bible says, feed my sheep. You will remind me that, you know, hey, what's up, sis? This ain't you. This isn't something that, you know, you left that life. You know, that's what a person does in love that's following Christ. So we're going to be all that in some to all of our... all of our listeners and, and, and followers on this uh, podcast. So episode we number four. Relationships too. We want to build good relationships. You know, we, we do build good relationships. Yeah, we absolutely do. So episode number four, we're calling this segment, keeping it 100. Now I didn't say 100. I say keeping it a hundred, 100. <laughs> we're calling this segment, the grown women Q and a grown women Q&A, which means you guys ask the question where you keep it 100% honest about what you want to know. And we'll keep it 100% honest and how we respond. Straight up, no chaser. Now, some will say, well, that's very worldly to say that. What do you mean with straight up, no chaser? That means that we're going to give it the, the honest truth just bluntly we're not going to sugarcoat it we're just going to give it bluntly um obviously there's not going to be any judgment anything like that everything that we say to give it from the uh perspective of a christian perspective because this is a christian podcast um and we're also going to share our own life experiences when addressing these questions so yeah if you would like to submit a comment or question for us to discuss on the air make sure you email us at christ led diva so just like christ led diva at gmail.com and once you email us your question comment or comment or topic to discuss we will let you know what date your um your question will be uh discussed on this um making it last forever christian marriage podcast so Yvonne here we go I sent you um, I can't believe I I like that we're going to be implementing these this is going to be awesome yes and so Yvonne really quickly I want to share with the audience why we're doing this why we're going to be doing these segments sporadically Um, the reason that we're doing this is because uh, me and Yvonne we were talking and we were discussing that what a woman goes through, whether they're married or they're, you know, courting, dating, what have you, um, it's not unique for the most part. 
what one woman goes through, and I think we said this on episode one, I think we touched on this briefly in episode one, Yvonne, but what a woman goes through nine times out of 10, there are probably like four or five, six other women that are going through the same thing. But us as women, we don't always talk about what we're going through. You know what I mean? So I feel like this segment is going to be an opportunity to bring to the light some of the concerns and questions that women have about dating, courting, and or marriage. And, uh, you know, sharing, sharing the question with the broader audience so that those that are listening, if you have similar uh, questions or experiences, you know that you're not out there by yourself. You're not out there alone. And hopefully you'll hear something, uh, you know, as we respond to these questions or concerns that are brought to us, that will be a blessing to you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Yvonne, I'm going to let you pick the first one and it is okay to release the person's name. um, If they, you know, if they provided their name. Okay. This one is kind of. Okay. Okay, here we go. She says her name is Sabrina. Sorry, you guys. There's so many good ones. It's like, oh, my goodness. Um, I was reading through, like, how do I even start? Okay. Uh, it is. It's like, I got four pages. Um, so her name is Sabrina. And she says, how do you tell a guy you don't want to continue to pursue a relationship with him? I've been getting to know this nice guy about a month and a half of talking and a couple of dates. I'm starting to feel disinterested. Not just in him, but overall in dating. I realize I just want to be single for a while, maybe. But how do I break the news without hurting his feelings? Mm. (sighs) Yvonne, I'm going to let you have that one. (laughs) Listen. Okay. Now I said something. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to just... You can't spare someone else's feelings if you feel it in your heart that you're not ready to be in a relationship. I'm sorry. If you are at the point where is dating is just not for you right now, and maybe you need to get some things together for yourself, and maybe you're not seeing the way that your life is going or where you are with your goals and your admiration your, um, and things like that, um, it's okay to end things before they go too far. She's only a month and a half in. So at this point, to me, this is like a perfect time to be like, this isn't working for me, especially if we're, you know, you're living a Christian lifestyle. And we were talking about that dating versus courting situation. Now, this is kind of what I'm talking about after the month and a half, if I'm realizing that this is not working for me, I'm not going to play any games and keep on holding on to this person. If I know in my heart, this is not what I want to do. So I would just tell her, is sit down. We're all grown. Have a conversation. We're only a month and a half in and I realize I'm not ready to be dating. I'm not looking for anything. I just want to work on myself, figure out who I am. And then um, maybe, you know, when I'm ready, maybe I'll find you. Maybe it's our time then, but it might not be. So um, that's kind of how I would, you know, break the news to this guy. And if, if his feelings get hurt, I'm Listen, ladies, I'm sorry. I can't worry about somebody else's feelings to protect my, you know, to protect their feelings if I'm feeling a certain way. 
you can have empathy, like, oh my God, I feel bad, but I, I, I shouldn't be having to worry about breaking his feelings. And maybe that's just how I'm made, but that's kind of how I would do it. No, I agree. <laughs> I was actually um, looking up this scripture. Yeah, it's 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 21. It says, for we are taking pains to do what is right, not mm-hmm. only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of man. So it says we are taking pains to do what is right. To Yvonne's point, sometimes it is going to, delivering truth is going to sometimes be it's painful. It's going to hurt. It's not always going to be easy. So I think, you know, just really quickly touching on this, because I know there's so many we probably want to get to tonight, and we're not going to be able to get to all of them. But just really quickly, just giving my two cents on this, I just say, be honest, you know, you have to just be honest, like Yvonne said about where you're at. And Mm -hmm. maybe in the the future, your feelings will change, because it sounds like right now, you're not interested in dating at all. You just want to focus on yourself. And that's not a bad thing. It's It's always good. And Yvonne had, you know, briefly touched on that we were talking about this dating courting thing. Um, That's going to be next week's episode. So y'all just come back. Okay. (laughs) We're going to be talking about the whole dating courting thing, but you know, in our sidebar conversation about the dating courting episode that we're going to present next week, um, we were talking about, you know, women getting into relationships and and women not being whole, right? There's some Mm -hmm. things like that they need to work on. There's some baggage that they're still carrying, some relationship, past relationship issues that they need to tie up and, and, um, you know, sever, you know, there's still some things that they haven't, you know, ended with that last relationship. It's important to do all of that ladies before jumping into a new relationship. So Sabrina, I commend you if you just want to take time to focus on you, but my advice would be to just be honest and understand it it may hurt him, but ultimately you rather do it the right way now and be honest versus string this person along and then, you know, make them believe that, you know, something's exactly. developing out of this relationship that it really isn't. And then yeah. down the road, hurting them even more. Exactly. And I'm glad that she caught it a month and a half in um, to know like, hey, yeah, this isn't for me. You know, maybe she did think, you know, she was ready to be dating. Who knows what happened, you know, before this guy. Maybe she thought she was over like past hurt or she thought that she dealt with something or and maybe something in a relationship triggered her. And she's like, you know what? I'm not ready, you know? And she even said, she said, um, they took in a couple dates and she's starting mm-hmm. to feel disinterested. That means she's withdrawing. Mm-hmm. So she's not a hundred percent vested in. So yeah, she just, I'm glad that she pulled it, you know, she's pulling it a month and a half in. And um, instead of six months down the line, and he's talking about, I want you to be my mother, and she's packing her bags. <laughs> she's like, nah, homie, no, I ain't going to be able to meet your mama. Uh, Not I'm today, good. tomorrow, no. or next week. <laughs> I can't meet your mama. No, mm-mm. or you come back from work, and she's already gone. Like, what the heck? Oh, yeah. yeah. So good job, Sabrina. I was noticing. And that she's aware. She's at a point to where she's aware. See, a lot of women also aren't aware when it's that time so i'm glad that she knows she's aware of where she is for having a relationship so that's cool that is cool okay all right you got the next one 
Okay, so I'm going to touch on Alexa really quick, and then I'm going to move on. So Alexa's question is, does anybody have any views on dating courting? I'm in need of some biblical insight. You know what? No, you know what? Next week. And that's what I'm going to say. Alexa, just listen next week. Everybody that wants, you know, you want to know about our views on dating and courting, and you want some scripture to back that, come back next week and probably yeah. the week after that. Cause this is this yeah. episode next week is going to be so loaded. Yvonne and I talked about it. It's, it's going to have to be divided in multiple it's episodes. So many, yeah, it's so many layers. To this Ooh, thing. Because there's some layers to that. There's levels to that thing. Levels so to this thing. Alexa. Yeah, yeah. Alexa, just, just stay tuned. Come back. Okay. So I'm actually going to move on to, um, Avina, I think I'm saying her name correctly, Avina. She says, hey, guys, please pray for my marriage. My husband and I had a huge fight a couple days ago, and we haven't spoken. I tried Mm -hmm. to speak to him, but he says all hope for our marriage is gone. The devil is a liar. I'm not ready to give up on our marriage. I love this man. He's my best friend. Please, please pray for my marriage. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So this is not a question. This is just more of a statement where she's asking for prayer. And so I just want us to encourage her, Yvonne, if that's okay, and give her some give her some advice. So uh, Avina, first and foremost, we are praying for your marriage. And you're right. The devil is yeah. a lie. The devil is a lie. I don't know why um, you two had the huge fight that you had. And, and truthfully, that's none of my business. Mm-hmm. Um, but the silence between the two of you is what the devil is using to fuel separating you. So you're going to have to have a conversation with your husband. And even if you have to be the one to put on your big girl panties, right. And, (laughs) you know, go and say, Hey, we need to talk because Mm -hmm. I'm not ready and just put it, make it plain. I'm not ready to give up on our marriage. I won't give up on our marriage. And I don't know how much, how long you two have been married. I don't know if you guys have, you know, have had children or you guys are thinking about starting a family. None of that even matters. If you're willing to stay in the fight, let him know because he may be saying all hope for your marriage is gone because he thinks you're not willing to fight for it. And a man needs to have that confidence and they need to have that assurance that the woman that they married is in it for the long haul. And one thing that the Bible has said is don't let the sun go down on your anger. And that's something that I try to remember when um, my husband and I get into our little spats, because I don't call them arguments. I call them disagreements. When we get into our disagreements, our little spats, and I get upset, I remember that scripture. Don't let the sun go down on your anger. And the reason I believe that the Lord is telling us that is because the enemy uses that silence between each other to, 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 to separate us, to pull us apart. So, um, Avina, definitely I'm praying for you. Um, Yvonne, I don't know. I know you have something great to add to that. So I'm gonna give you the floor. Well, um, when she said, you know, my husband and I had a huge fight a couple of days ago, we haven't spoken. Before me and my my husband changed the dynamics of our relationship, this was totally us. We will have a fight. There will be silence. 
for five days. And I, I, I came to the conclusion, like, if, if no one says anything, I can see this going a horrible way, right? So, of course, you know, I had to put my big girl panties on and we had to go and have a conversation. Um, and without going into the, like, you know, the last, you know, big argument we had, like, maybe it was like five, six years ago uh, when we had one of the biggest arguments we had, uh, when we came to, um, to talk and we both agreed, like, you know, we can't keep doing it like this anymore. Now, I'm not saying mm. this is what they're doing like this. But we had an agreement, like we have to get off this merry-go-round, which means the cycle of what we always do, fight, not talk, five days, then come back to the table and discuss it. Because then what happens is once there's silence and days go by, you have now created these scenarios in your head, right? Mm, and so what happens is he ain't trying to talk to me anyway. He ain't came to me talking for three days. Why do I got to go over there and speak to him? He's the one that did it. And so, like you said, the enemy comes in and he plays. And Bishop Avery said it tonight when he said he goes in and create these imaginary scenarios that it hasn't even happened that you're mm. putting in your head. And now the devil has now made your head his playground. And he has yep. now called distance between you and your husband to where this issue could have been resolved five days ago. But because yep. ego has now got in the way, because no one wants to come and say we're wrong, our marriage is now falling apart. So, yep. and that's uh, what exactly you really broke down what I meant, Yvonne, when I said the devil plays on that silence. Mm -hmm, he uses mm -hmm. that silence to further separate because of the yeah. midst of that silence. You are absolutely correct. Yeah. And we heard some good words tonight, y'all. So we ready. Yeah. We, we feel with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. But the, the, um, the enemy will use that silence to, you know, insert those false yeah. thoughts that actually yeah. have no merit. Exactly. And so, Avina, my, my advice to you is um, you and your husband come together and come to agreement. If this is um, a scenario that happens all the time, break it down and rebuild how you communicate because you don't want to commu keep communicating this way because you don't want the enemy thinking he has the upper hand. Mm. So we'll be praying for your marriage, but if this is something that happens all the time, change the dynamic of it. Change the dynamic on it. Tell your husband, we're not going to do this no more. We're getting off this merry-go-round of going in circles. You know, every time this thing happens, we're not doing this anymore. And somebody yeah. needs to change the the direction when this happens. I was actually going to say that I'm so that was perfect segue, actually, God, <laughs> because I was just about to speak on that. I was listening to a sermon by Pastor Taffy Dollar. Uh, she's a pastor in uh, Atlanta. Her husband's Pastor Creflo Dollar. And she was talking about um, when you're in a, a, a disagreement or an argument with your husband, instead of asking God to change him, mm -hmm. ask God to reveal in you what needs to be addressed. Yeah. And I, when I heard that sermon, Yvonne, that changed my life. She said, instead of praying for your husband, pray for mm -hmm. yourself, pray yeah. for you. Because sometimes, lady, ladies, we are the problem. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have a hard time communicating our thoughts or communicating our feelings. Sometimes we uh, 
handle. I know I was bad at that. We don't listen very well. We want to be heard, but then we don't want to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a scripture, First um, Corinthians chapter 13, 4 and 7, Avina, that I want to leave with you. And this was a scripture that um, was read at our wedding, my husband and I's wedding. And it's a scripture that I try. I say try because I'm human. I'm, I'm flesh, but I try to abide by and remember in the times when I get overheated with my husband. It says love is patient, which is reminding me to be patient. Love is kind. It's reminding me to always be kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. So when I want to be quick with my tongue and say things that I know I shouldn't, shouldn't say to him, I'm reminded. I, I, I shouldn't be rude. Love is not rude. It does not insist on its own way. Every time I have a situation or a spat with my husband, it shouldn't end with me getting my way. It mm. is not irritable or resentful. Everything shouldn't set me off. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things. Love, the Bible says, covers a multitude of sin. So God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Love covers a multitude of things. It believes all things. It hopes all things. And it endures all things. If you truly love your husband, you will have hope for your marriage. If you truly mm -hmm. love your husband, you will believe that your marriage can work. If you truly love your husband, you'll be willing to stand in it thick through thin, just like your vow said to make it work. And that's something again, audience, I, I, I stand on the scripture because it reminds me when people say, well, what is love? Love is an emotion. No, this is the definition mm -hmm. of love right here. Love's according to God, Love is an action mm -hmm. and he's breaking down in first Corinthians chapter 13 verses four through seven, exactly what that action does. It yes. does not look like. So we were praying for you, Avina. Yeah, we'll we'll we move will. on to the next one for sure. Yeah. Um, was that you? That, that was me. That okay. Um, okay. So I'm picking this one. I'm just like, okay. So this one says fan. So, was is she a fan or this just was her name? I don't her know. name's Fan. Okay. Okay, so she says, I need advice. I have my longtime friend, 15 plus years. She's oh, very Lord. curious about who I'm dating or sleep with. She doesn't like that I keep some things private. Right now, I'm trying to practice abstinence until God sends me the right one. But even that, I don't want to explain to her because she is very concerned about my dating life for some reason. That part of my life, she act like I own her. I I own her every details. I owe her, it must be, every details. I always been a private person. I feel like in friendship, we have to mind our business sometimes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know what screams out to me? And we had this and... Episode two? <laughs> yes. Boundaries, baby. Boundaries. Put that friend in a boundary box and let her know. Okay, go ahead. I yeah, I went ahead on that one. You go ahead and do the next one. No, I was ready to hear what you had to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I 
I was ready to hear what you were going to say. Go ahead, girl. Okay. So my thing is when it comes to longtime friends, um, I feel like they, they're, they, they think that they deserve this space in your life to where they think that they deserve to know everything. The devil is a lie. Because um, I love my sister. I'm loving doing ministry with her. But she doesn't know everything about my life. I don't Mm-mm. tell her everything because some things are private and, thank and God. mine. And vice versa with her. <laughs> I don't need to know. Some things are private and they're between her and her husband, just like me and my husband. And then some of the personal things that I don't want to share. Fan, you don't have to share every aspect of your life with your friend. Now, you're saying that it's her my my concern is that you haven't put your boundaries in place with her because if you say here that she always wants to know about your dating life and parts of your life like she she wants to know every detail have you been sharing all of this? I understand you also say that you, I've always been a private person. I feel like in friendship, we have to mind our own business sometimes. But if you've always been a private person, why does she feel like that she can come and say these things to you? Because I'm just saying from experience from my friends, the boundaries that I've set, some things are off limits that you know not to even ask me because I'm not going to share. So... Um, I will have a sit down conversation with her for real, for real. And, and just let her know, you know, I love you 15 years. We've been together for a long time. Um, but some of the things I choose to keep private, respect that if you love me and respect the decisions that I've made and the things that I share with you, you know, it's my choice. You, you don't have to know everything about who I'm dating or even who I'm, she said, even who I'm sleeping with. That's none of your business. <laughs> <laughs> that's none of your business. And I'm just being honest, a fan to your friend, that's none of her business. If you choose to share, it's one thing. But if she's asking, she's crossing the line because it's none of her business. Um, I think so, about that genuine song, ain't none of your friend's business. It isn't. <laughs> It isn't. It isn't. And even when I have, you know, conversations with my friends, there's just there's just certain things that you should know not to ask. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go and deep dive into their personal life if they have not brought it up in conversation. If they not yet have opened up that door in, you know, in the conversation that we're having, then I'm not just going to go out the blue like, girl, who are you sleeping with these days? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Right? <laughs> no. Not. How disrespectful is that? You know what I mean? How disrespectful is that? So, uh, Tay, I give you the floor, but that's just just my my take on it a little bit there. Well, you know, my first thought is, why does she need to know? I I tell people, and I actually had uh, taught a a spiritual development class uh, one time, and we were talking about, you know, assessing your, assessing your circle, assessing your friends. I said, when it comes to my uh, associations with people, 
I ask myself two questions. The first question I ask myself is, what is their purpose in knowing me? What, why do they want to establish a, a relationship with me, a friendship with me? This, no, what's their motive? That's what I say. What's their motive for wanting to know me, for wanting to establish a relationship with me? The second question I ask myself is, what is my purpose for wanting to establish a relationship with them? Because if, you, if you're going to be in my, um, my circle of uh, friends or, or acquaintance or, you know, things like that, there has to be a, a, per, a, a solid purpose for me to acquaint myself with you. And also, I need to know and make sure that you don't have an underlying motive for wanting to get acquainted and establish a relationship with me, meaning a motive, especially that's going to hurt me. So mm-hmm. when I read this, Yvonne, that was my first thought. What is she up to? And I know we talked about this, I believe, on the last episode uh, or maybe the episode before uh, where I, I was very clear in saying, you know, the longevity of a relationship of a friendship does not equate to loyalty. There no. are some people that have been a snake since the be- very beginning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it just takes a while for people to see that. Now, there's some people that are truly loyal after 15 years of friendship, but there's some people that are snakes. They have had jealousy. They have had envy since the very beginning. And a lot of times they keep themselves attached to you so they can get information to spread about you. Yeah. So that would be the first thing fan that I would ask myself, I would start to reassess that relationship. And sometimes, I mean, I don't mean go and, you know, and grill your friend, like, you know, what, you know, what do you need to know? And da, 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 da. are you truly a friend? No, I wouldn't say that, but I would say, start paying attention. There's probably some behaviors and some things that you're overlooking because you've known her for so long that you probably shouldn't be overlooking. Because well, if yeah, you... I'm pretty sure there's some smart innuendos that she's probably thrown out there. Um, yeah. Conversation that she's not she hasn't paid attention to. Yeah. Yeah. If, if, if your friend's motives are not pure, that's what I'm trying to say. If this friend is not truly a friend, there are some things, some signs that she has shown you in the past 15 years to reveal her true motives, to reveal reveal her true identity. And her true identity is not that of your friend. Now she could just be a nosy friend. You know, and she could be a loyal friend. Yep. Yeah. And like Yvonne said, that's where you need to establish the boundaries. But when you're starting to pry into people's personal lives, mm-hmm. that is a red flag for me. Because as it Yvonne is. said, now if I choose to share that with you, that's one thing. But if you're just prying for information, that's a red flag for me, especially that type of personal information. Why yeah. do you need to know who I'm sleeping with? Yeah. I mean, do, I mean, do you have some type of attraction to me that I need to know about? You know what I mean? Well, because then that's, yeah. that's another issue. Is this a male? Did she say she's a female friend? I didn't see that part, Yvonne. I didn't say. It just said I have a long time friend. No. I do not want to explain to her. She's very curious. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, does she have some type of lesbian tendencies? I mean, it could be that it could be that. Or it could be that she has ulterior motives. And the scripture, and I I really want to try to leave a scripture with everyone that we touched on tonight. Um, 
let me see. Holy Spirit, give me one to leave her. Um, I want to go to the book of Proverbs. Oh, the book of wisdom. Yes, I love the book of Proverbs. <laughs> My pastor is preaching on the book of Proverbs right now. All right, let's leave her with, I'll leave you with this one, fan. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says, whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Mm. It's time to reassess that friendship. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. It's time to reassess that friendship. Yes, yes, yes. Just to make sure you know you don't you know just make sure you don't have a rattlesnake in your in your circle. All right, let's go on to the next one. Um, let me see if I could touch on some other stuff. Oh, <laughs> all right, here we go, Estelle. Estelle. This is one that we got Hello, from you. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> I'm looking for advice. My boyfriend and I are abstaining from sex until marriage. Good for you. And Ooh. to be honest, it's getting pretty hard to wait. Uh-oh. We are both trying our best. Is anybody else going through this? I'm just looking for ways to stay occupied, etc. So, Estelle, Yvonne and I are both married. So, we don't have that issue anymore. <laughs> but well, we're honest. I, don't, I was going to say there's that, but, but we have to be honest because, again, this is 100% real, raw, and cut. This is that's how we roll. We don't we're not selling no dreams, no lies, nothing like that. That's not what right. we're going to be doing on this podcast. So we have to be honest in saying that before we were married, we were not abstaining from anything. <laughs> As a matter of fact, we were dabbling in probably at all. Um, Wait, all was very broad. <laughs> I didn't say with everyone. No, no, I'm, you said all. All very but, broad. <laughs> okay, let me define all for my Thank sister you. before she has a heart attack Please. on this podcast. <laughs> By all, I mean that we weren't taking breaks here and there to be try to be abstinent. We just was not abstinent. Because there are there some women that, you know, they do try and then they 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 I don't want to say fail, but, you know, they fall to temptation yeah. and then they try again. And, you know, it's just like trying to quit smoking, you know, or mm-hmm. trying to quit a habit and sex can become a habit. So, that's I, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So I get that. But no, we, we weren't, we, we didn't try to do nothing. We, <laughs> <laughs> we were just not doing the right thing. So to answer your question, um, no, um, we're not going through this, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that are listening to this that are, that are, and some may be like us and they're just like, you know, I'll just talk to Jesus about that. When I get to heaven, they better be repenting because we had to repent too, just because we, you know, did it before. It didn't mean that we yeah. didn't repent because we did gave me reflection today. Told me I need to repent. <laughs> I said, did not say all that cover all my sins. I said, cause I got to go do some repenting. Yeah. Um, yeah. But as far as, um, it being hard to wait, I get that. I don't know how long you guys are looking to yeah. court you. You and your your boyfriend are looking to court before getting married. Um, maybe try to get married tomorrow. I don't know, but um, <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't get married tomorrow. Okay, don't get- listen, Estelle. Listen to me, please. Okay, listen to me. Okay, 
<laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> to make things a little easier, you know, when I don't know, does it say are they living together? It doesn't say. She, she didn't okay. say they're they're living together. Okay, so if you're not living together, if you're not living together, um, have um, less moments of alone time together for like intimate moments because you don't want to feed the, the craving that is there. Um, yes, have some alone time walking in the park, things like that, um, out to dinners, you know, but when it comes to being in, um, like maybe in each other's apartments and it's getting late, if someone's drinking wine, try to eliminate some of those things that make you weak. Um, just like, Mm. you know, an alcoholic who's trying to, you know, quit drinking. I'm just going to use it because I've had my issues. Um, the thing is to eliminate the temptation. So the less intimate moments, that's not saying that you guys can't do, you know, you know, you're kissing and all that stuff and hugging. But if you know being alone triggers that and, and it gets both of you riled up, maybe um, if you're going to have moments that you're, you know, at the apartment or, you know, or his space or yours, have friends over, you know, have game nights, you know, the wherefore you guys are still having fun together, but because there's other people around, the sexual temptation isn't there. Um, So just kind of include like a buffer, you know, in between, you know, when it gets to like those intimate moments that make you nervous. Um, And that's because I have not abstained, but that's the only, you know, positive advice that I can give you. Um, Because like I said, if once you start eliminating some of the temptations, I mean, you're, you're, you're a grown woman, you know, we all have our, our desires and our, our, for our, our mates because we love them and we want to be with them. But if your desire is to abstain till marriage, you know, create that buffer, have your intimate moments outside of the home. But then when it gets to, you know, like I said, visiting each other, especially, you know, if you know that it's there, create a buffer, you know, have a friend with you or something like that, just so you can have the distraction. Um, so I, I I jokingly say get married tomorrow, but I, I actually have scripture, but I actually have scripture to back that up. Okay. So <laughs> the Lord, thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, no, because there's two scriptures I want to share. Um, regarding this, I, I love all that advice you just gave because that is the natural advice, right? Mm-hmm. Do not put ourselves in a path of temptation. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. how we can. The Bible says when we're tempted, he will provide a way of escape. Yeah. That is how we can prevent when, like you said, I love how you said that, Yvonne, us from being tempted from falling into anything, not just, yeah. you know, sexual immorality, you know, fornication, things like that, but alcohol, drugs, things of that nature as well. Mm-hmm. But the scripture that I want to share uh, actually is in the book of first Corinthians. It's a great book. Uh, chapter seven, verses three through five. It, it says, um, actually, that's not the one I'm sorry. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter six, verse 18. It says, flee from sexual immorality. For, for other sin a person commits is outside the body. Oh, every other sin a person commits is outside the body. But the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. 
I find that interesting. I'm going to read that one more time. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexual immoral person sins against his own body. I feel like that's a very powerful scripture because what the Lord is trying to tell us in that scripture is that sex is more than just sex. Yvonne, you and I were talking about this earlier and yeah. we will not go into the details that we were going into earlier, but, but, <laughs> but we were talking about pretty much, you know, the difference in intimacy with our husbands versus yeah. when we were just being intimate, when we were like, we just shared before we were married, mm-hmm. when we were intimate before we were married. And it's not that we were just sleeping around with anybody. We had boyfriends, right. Um, yeah. But the feelings were different than the intimacies that we have now with our husbands. Mm-hmm. Now there's, it's, it's more than just that physical uh, action uh, that's going on. It's almost like our bodies are truly intertwining and becoming one. There's a sharing of the spirit. There's a sharing of, you know, of, of so, yes, yeah, so many other things. And I want to talk about this on the podcast because sex is actually an act of worship. God created sexual intimacy to be an act of worship to him, not to one another between husband and wife, but it's an act of worship unto him. So we're going to talk about that because I don't want to get into the depth of that now, but I want you to keep that in the back of your mind that that's the reason why when we have, you know, sex with our husbands, the feeling is different. And once you do wed you will see what we're talking about. Even yeah. if it's, you know, you're wedding the same guy that you're probably, you know, you're, 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 you're sleeping with or whatever. Now he's your boyfriend or fiance or whatnot. And I find it interesting that you called him your boyfriend too. So you didn't call him your fiance. So when you said you're, you're courting to be married, it's like, okay, but where are you guys at in that? You know, has he even popped a question? Because if he hasn't even popped a question, you guys are not engaged. Uh, marriage might be a little bit further down the road than you think. So if you're talking about how long, you know, how do we wait? You know, you want to think about that too. That's just something you want to consider. But um, the the intimacy is just different. And you'll see that once you are married. The second scripture I want to share is 1 Corinthians 7, chapter 7, verse 2. And this is where I said, if you need to get married tomorrow, do that. Because this is what the scripture says. It says, because... But because of the temptation of sexual immorality, there. before I even go any further, the Lord knows that we're going to be tempted. We have a sin nature in us. We have a lustful nature in us. So he knows that we're going to be tempted to have sex outside of marriage, even though he said in verse um, in first Corinthians uh, chapter six, verse 18, that it's a sin being committed against our own body. We, he knows we're still going to be tempted to do it. The scripture goes on to say each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. It's not, um, there should be no reason if you're uh, wanting to get married, if you're sure this is the person you should be marrying, why you should be waiting to get married. You know what I mean? Don't put yourself in a, in a, in a, a space of temptation yeah. that you don't need to be in if ultimately you know this is the person you're going to marry. And I speak that from experience because 
for uh, just to give you guys a, a little bit of my testimony. I think I said this on one of the past episodes. My husband and I, just like Yvonne and her husband, we were together for dating, courting, whatever you want to call it, for 10 years before we got married. Yes, it was a scripture or not a scripture, but it was a sermon that I had heard from my bishop that caused me to really like acknowledge the fact that this is the man that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Why am I waiting? Why am I steadily sitting in this sin? You know what I mean? When I know this is the man that I want to spend the rest of my life with. So we just made it happen. I mean, obviously, I didn't propose to him. You know, he eventually, the Lord revealed it to him that I was the woman that he was supposed to, you know, make his wife. And then he revealed it to me. Oh, oh. Lord. <laughs> this he girl. told me, and I was like, oh, my God, yes, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yes, and he popped a question, and we moved, I don't want to say, you know, rather rapidly, but we didn't wait 10 you know, 15 years down the road to get married, not even five years down the road to get married after he proposed. We made yeah. it happen. Did we wait till we had the, had the money to have some big extravagant wedding? No, we had a small intimate wedding with our close family and friends. And it was the most beautiful uh, day of my life. So I, again, I jokingly say, go get married tomorrow. But even like our one sister, Yvonne, I know your story. You know, you guys had a small intimate wedding, beautiful wedding. Yeah. We, and, and, we had a very small uh, wedding. I wanted it smaller, but he invited a little bit more. Um, I wanted 30, and we made it to 50. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because with us, you know, it was kind of the same way, you know. Um, but we were engaged for a long time, though. I remember when he proposed, um, it was it was a while before we even got married. That's because we had stuff we had to work through before, you know, we wanted to say I do. Um, and then we got married in uh, December of 2007. And we wanted just the people who loved us, mm -hmm. who's been around us, um, who knew our journey, and who was celebrating with us. You know, we just wanted that. And we did, we had like close family, close friends who celebrated with us with the love we had. And we ate fried chicken and macaroni and cheese in the dark. Yeah, the power went out. It was insane. But, you know, that's something that we will always remember because we made it about us. And I feel like we've made it this long because of the way that we had our wedding, where the mm -hmm. focus was on us and not everybody else. Um, because yeah. we loved us and we wanted to celebrate with the people who loved us that knew us for so many years like they're finally getting married like it was just I wouldn't trade that day for anything I, I really wouldn't trade that day for anything because it was just pure love it was just pure love um, so yeah so <clears throat> Estelle we just gave you you know some couple examples to show that you know if you want to get married and your boyfriend um, has proposed or whatever. We, we're not clear here. It just says boyfriend, but then you said you're wait. Y'all are waiting until marriage. So yeah, maybe y'all have had that conversation that you will get married. But we've just gave you a couple of examples to where you can have the most beautiful, intimate wedding of your dreams, not everybody else's, but mm -hmm. of your dreams with the men that you want to be with and start living your life, you know, with your husband, you know, 
and, and, yeah. and just start creating them beautiful memories. So Estelle, we'll be praying for you. Um, believe me, we know how hard it is to abstain from sex, especially if you've had sex before. I know <laughs> so. that part right there. That part <laughs> right there. Just so. go to two different states until y'all get married and y'all should be okay. <laughs> especially if you had sex before. You're like, no! But you know what? You're trying to do it God's way, so I commend you. Amen. Um, and he honors that too. And he honors it, yes. He's honor honoring it. And here you haven't put that he's pressuring you into it. You're mm-hmm. saying that y'all are getting weak. So it's both of y'all are getting weak together. So just go to the courthouse, girl. <laughs> just go to your local courthouse. If y'all ready to be married, just go get it done and then make a baby that same night. I don't know. But okay, we're praying for and you. And have to so. make wedding later. You know what I mean? Maybe that. Right. <laughs> But yeah, just so, just yeah. to get out of this that 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 fornication or uh, fornication. So we got time for one more, Yvonne. I don't Ooh. know. I really want to do no, no, this no, no, one. No, you pick this one. I'm picking somebody else. You pick Estelle. You picked Estelle. No. Oh, no, you're right. Okay, Ladies is like uh, Crossley Diva. You picked Estelle. Okay, so Yvonne, like, go ahead. You guys, this is what I've been going through all my life. He's like, no, it's me, it's me. Yeah, like, no, it's not you. Um, okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, okay, one more. So this one is anonymous. <clears throat> she says to all my married ladies. That's what I was gonna pick. <laughs> what I was gonna pick. Okay, I'll go ahead. Looking at this, I'm like, we really need to talk about this before we get on this one. And I just got my way. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, go you ahead. You know what? And she's always gonna <laughs> breath that way. <But> anyway, so <laughs> to all the married ladies, what does respecting your husband look like to you? Things you do, say, give, etc. To be surrendered and respectful without feeling like a doormat and a second-class citizen. Thanks. Okay, let me at least respond to this one first because I did actually, yeah, I did actually respond to this one offline, um, and I I referred it to listen to episode number one of our podcast. Okay, um, but I I told her I said that this question is too loaded. I feel like Yvonne for um, uh, if she's looking for a simple answer, I said it's too loaded for that because respecting my husband it looks like a multitude of things right it's not just one thing um and then to say well how do you surrender and be respectful without feeling like a doormat and a second-class citizen I told her I said I basically I said what you said I've learned how to pick my battles I learned how to uh be humble and realize that I don't always have to have the last word, but I also, I, I use discernment. I allow the Holy Spirit to lead me because if there are some things that need to be communicated, need to be said, you know, I ask the Holy Spirit to help me deliver that. But like I said, in um, that using that first Corinthian scripture, help me deliver that in love, Holy Spirit, help me deliver it you know, even if I'm a little afraid to deliver it, you know, even if my voice trembles, you know what I mean? Because I don't know how he's going to respond. Not saying he's going to lash out and hit me or anything like that, but I don't want it obviously to result in an argument. I want him to hear what I'm saying. So, you know, help me deliver it, even if it may be a hard thing for me to deliver. It really is a combination of a lot of things. It's not 
and I believe Yvonne, it really starts with learning your partner, knowing the learning the triggers, knowing you know what kind of um, what gauges his attention and what sets him off. It's about knowing yourself, knowing what triggers you, what sets you off, knowing your areas of weaknesses as far as communications go, how you communicate go goes. Um, it, it's about even how are you both dealing with past relationships? Have you dealt with those past relationships? Are you bringing baggage from past relationships into your current relationship? And now you're treating the partner like you treat, you know, your ex or whatnot, because you haven't dealt with that emotional hurt and pain. You know what I mean? So it, it really is, a, a, it's, it's a loaded question and it's a combination of things. But if I had to summarize it, I said it would start respecting my husband would start by uh, doing more listening, um, being less reactive mm -hmm. and just knowing him, taking time to know him, taking time to learn him. I said in one of the episodes, our episodes, Yvonne, that I had to learn my husband's nonverbal cues. I had to learn what he wasn't saying. No, I'm not expecting you anonymous to be a mind reader, but depending on how long you and your husband have been together, you know him better than anybody else in this world. You know him better than his mama. You know him better than his siblings because you've had pillow talk with him. You lay down with him every night. You wake up with him every morning. You, you know, y'all are living together. I'm sure you're buried. You know what I mean? You, you've seen each other in all the worst ways, bad breath, bad hair, all that stuff. So, you know, your husband, Pay attention to those nonverbal cues. Pay attention to the things that he's not saying. And then ultimately, if you're struggling in that area, pray. I'm a huge advocate for prayer, yeah. ladies. Prayer truly changes me. I know yeah. people say prayer changes things. I say prayer changes me. Prayer has yeah. truly changed my heart. It has truly changed my approach with not just my husband, with, but with other people. Because instead of, you know, me asking God, God to shine a spotlight on spotlight on them and show me their flaws, I ask God shine the spotlight on me. Show me my flaws. Show me where I can get better. Show me how I can love better. Show me how I can be more compassionate. Show me how I can be a better listener. And it, it, it just truly has changed my life and it has changed my marriage. Mm. That's good. Um, I just want to add from it was last episode um, about the money management. <clears throat> and I remember um, the passage from the study of Bible where it says, an uh, honorable Christian husband will not take advantage of his role as the leader. So, with what, and the reason why I put this out here is she said to, to be surrendered and respectful what I feel like a doormat and a second class citizen. If your husband, you know, is the true leader that God wants him to be, you should be able to come to him 
you know, in um, a respectable manner because we don't come to, you know, our, our husband sideways and get crossed. We shouldn't, you know, because like we said, that combative spirit needs to go away. Um, but you should be able to express yourself and your husband should not make you feel like a doormat um, if that is the case. And I know this is like multi-layers, but respecting for me is um, being loving, being patient. It falls into uh, kind of like the uh, the actions in, um, in Corinthians that you have said earlier. Um, sometimes with, with husbands, with men, um, they're visual. So they like to mm -hmm. see you know, your actions show how, you know, you love them. Um, thinking of like the little things that he likes, um, that you remember to pick up, um, having his, and these are just like little things, like I said, it's multifaceted. So like having, yeah, it his, is. having his, his plate ready when he gets home, if he worked a long day and you've cooked dinner and you, you already have his plate ready. Um, that shows respect because how it looks, you're, you're understanding that he's had a long day and you know, when he comes in just by, you know, you know, his actions that he's exhausted, he knows he's going to have something warm to eat when he gets home. Ladies, you don't understand how comforting that is to a man to be able to come home and have something to eat after a long day, um, you know, or give him his space when you know, his shows are on and he just wants to just zone out just like us ladies do, you know, instead of being all in his face all the time, give him his moment when he comes home from work, you know, before we start dumping all of our day on him. I know I still have that thing because I, my husband's gone 12 hours a day, you know, so the first thing when I go to him, my face still lights up like my husband's home. And then he's like, babe, I just need a minute. <clears throat> Excuse me, you guys. I've had a cold um, this past couple of days. Um, but, you know, just those things. It shows love. It shows respect um, and trust. Trust is right up there. If you trust your husband and, you know, that should spill over into respect. That means you're going to watch how, you know, your words and how you speak to them. Not to say that we're perfect because, you know, we already talked about how arguments tend to get out of hand sometimes and we mm -hmm. don't speak. We're human. But, you know, apologize when you're wrong. You know, come to the table how to fix things. Um, it's just th those kind of things that I've learned through myself of how some of the things that I had to change about what I was doing for my mm -hmm. husband to be able to receive me. So this is why mm -hmm. I'm able to speak on such things um, by the way that I communicated with him. So it, it's just a lot of things. And, you know, me and my sister kind of talked about it today, whereas with us women, um, we, we kind of know, you know, those, those strings to push and those words mm -hmm. to say, yeah, to we do break down and be destructive and be disrespectful and be manipulating. Um, we know how to do those things. Um, so what I say is, you know, watch your words. And it's just as simple as, you know, treat your husband as you want him to treat you. You know, it sometimes it's as simple as that. If you want to your husband to receive you a certain way, do the same for him. Mm -hmm. You know, at the end of the day, it's still a partnership. It's just not you showing respect too, but it's also him also giving it back to you. So 
that's kind of what I got. <clears throat> yeah, that yeah. yeah, I mean, I think you I think you broke that down very well. And then you also provided examples of, you know, things that you've yeah. utilized in your own relationship and why you utilize those things and how they've yeah. worked out. So yeah, that one was a loaded one. Yeah. Like I said, I had to, I had your to... Husband is a, cause like I said, if your husband's a true, like if he, he's shown you that he's a true leader, there shouldn't be any doubt about respect. You know what I mean? There shouldn't be, you trust him. You respect the way if he's going to lead you to a certain point, you know, he's not going to lead you astray. You know, you know, he stands up to you, you know, with certain, I'm not saying these are her issues, but when it comes to certain family members, you know, he has your back. You know what I mean? And so that is like, what do they call it? When um, admiration for your husband, because he set that example, you admire him. You love him. You want to give him that respect. He's earned it. So, yeah. So. Yeah. And, and as, as Yvonne said, you know, um, just like we as women know, you know, what those triggers are, what, the, what buttons yeah, to do. push. We also, like I said, know our husbands. And that's why I, I said to you, Anonymous, you know, you're you have pillow talk with him. You spend the nights, the mornings, the days, the, you know, years. I don't know how long you guys have been together, but, you know, your husband better than anybody. So just like you may know those triggers, like if you your voice gets loud or if you're, you know, if you get silent or, you know, if you withhold sex when you guys argue, which you shouldn't be doing, because that's not the Bible. God don't like that. We shouldn't be doing that. But, um, you know, you you know, you know, your husband. So when you ask the question about what does respecting your husband look like to us, the question should be, what does respecting your husband look like to you? Because that's your husband. You, the only person that is married to that man is you. So just think about that. If if you need to to learn your husband to respect him in the way that he needs to be respected, pray about that. And the Holy Spirit will reveal the areas where you need to to um. I know husband uh, woman up like a doormat. Or yeah, I'm sorry. And, 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 and that's the other thing I wanted to address really quick, Yvonne, before we wrap this up, you know, when you say, how do you surrender and be respectful without feeling like a doormat or a second class citizen? Mm-hmm. I, without knowing the situation, yeah. that that question can be twofold, right? Mm-hmm. So on one side of it, you know, is your husband taking advantage of your submissiveness and if so you need to know you have to set that standard as his wife that you know this is the way I need you to love me and sometimes ladies we need to tell our husbands how they need to love us instead of thinking that they just know you know how to love us no this is how I need you to love me this is what I need you to do for me but on the other side of it and I definitely don't want to get into this because we don't have the time for it but (laughs) On the other side of it, we have this culture in the society that, yeah, you already know where I'm going with this, (laughs) where women think, you know what I mean, that they don't really have to be submissive. And, you know, submissive is a bad, let me rephrase, women that are wives think they don't have to be submissive and being submissive is, you know, 
allowing their husband to treat them like a doormat and think that is not what the Bible that says submissiveness is. Nope. So as a wife, we were created, Eve was created to be a helpmate to her husband. Mm-hmm. That's what submissiveness means. It means you, this is the, and that's why we got this, this bacon and last forever Christian podcast in relationship podcast, because it's ridiculous. It's absolutely mm-hmm. foolishness as I my bishop would say. Yeah. No, we are submissive to be a helpmate to our husband. Like Yvonne said in one of the last podcasts, when you get weak, you tag me in. I got your back. You know what I'm saying? That's what submissiveness means. It does not mean that I allow my husband to treat me any old kind of way. It doesn't mean that when people come over, company comes over, I just go in the bedroom. And now do I be all up in his friend's face and stuff like that? Absolutely not. Out of respect for my husband, if he just having, you know, a, a fella's time or whatever, and they ain't got their wives or whatever, I'll go do something else. Because yeah. I don't need to be around a bunch of men unless it's my brothers or something like that. I don't need to be, even if it is my brothers, if he's hanging out with the fellas, I'll go do something else. That's also giving him his respect. He's you know what I mean? Time. It is. Yeah, it's giving him his time. But is he telling me go sit in the room until my friends leave? No, he lost his mind. He ain't gonna tell me that because he already know I ain't the one. He don't tell me to go sit from nowhere. I ain't your child. But well, anyway. ladies, we're gonna get into some business because we're gonna get we're gonna set her off. Yes, yes. <laughs> but yes. you know, but it, like I said, it's it's kind of a double it's it's a double topic conversation because again, without knowing your situation. Is your husband want to, you know, on the, on the verge of being Ike Turner? Or yeah. is it that, you know, um, is, it, is it that society has, you know, brainwashed you, you per se? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, into thinking that submissiveness to your husband means that, yeah, is a weak, I love that, is a weakness. So we're going to come back to that. Anonymous, stay tuned. Come back. We go. We got something for you. I'm gonna reach out to you too and let you know when we drop this podcast that speaks directly yes. to what submissiveness truly means. But Yvonne, we have gone way over our time, but I really enjoyed this segment. This, um, yeah, this keeping it 100 grown women Q and A segment. I really, really enjoyed this. And ladies, again, be watching out for the next segment. We're not gonna do it, you know, chronologically. Uh, next week, we already kind of gave you guys a sneak peek of what we're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about dating versus courting. Is it the same thing? The answer is, it's all no. up to interpretation. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even about to start with you. Absolutely not. We went through this. We talked for two hours yesterday talking about this thing. Try to, try to hash this thing out. But it's going to be great. And you don't want to miss it. Make sure you, you come back next week because I'm telling you, you're going to be blessed by next week's message. Amen. Amen. It, it's yes. Yes. Yeah, so, Yvonne, anything else we want to leave before we wrap this thing up? No. Um, you guys be blessed. Um you know, just stay encouraged. You know, we know that the the state of the world and everything is in right now, but stay stay encouraged, stay prayed up, um, keep God first. You know, stay in the Word, stay in the Word. Um, I say that because the enemy is on the prowl. We all know mm-hmm. um, the enemy is on the prowl, and what Bishop was saying tonight, there's levels to this thing, and he said every time you level up, you're gonna meet you a, a different devil. So stay in the word so you'll be able to fight um, because, you know, we, we already know he's coming, you know, so just stay in the Amen. word, guys. Amen. We're going to go ahead and do what we do and let us pray out. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. Father, we thank you for the women um, and their questions, Father, and just the things that they have shared in regard to 
dating in regard to marriage, Father, I pray that something was said on this podcast, not just for the women who had the questions or had the concerns, but for those that are going to listen to this podcast, Father God, I pray there was something said that truly will bless their situation, Lord, and bring these women closer to you, Father. Father, I just thank you uh, for uh, my sister, Yvonne, and all that you're doing in, in her life and the different experiences that she has gone through that she's able to bring to this podcast and share with other women so that hopefully they don't have to go through the same uh, trials and tribulations that she had to go through, Father God, um, that they're able to leverage her wisdom, Father God, to maneuver the different traps that the enemy will set to try to ensnare them and get them to walk away from their marriage, Father. So just cover us as we go through this week, and we thank you and we give you all the praise until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys have an amazing night. We'll see you next week. Bye.